welcome to the Wasting Time podcast. We are up to episode 25 now. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Chris, and I am talking to Nick. How's it going, Nick? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, at the time of recording, this is the start of the bank holiday weekend. Uh, we both have our two separate slam dunks we're going to, which I know we're both looking forward to. Yeah, I'll be in, I'll be in the car at about four o'clock this afternoon going to... Uh going to Leeds, ready for t- tomorrow. Oh, nice. You're staying there the night before, are you then? Yeah, yeah. So my sister lives down there. So yeah, right, going to stay with her and see the kids. Um, and yeah, get myself ready for tomorrow. Have you got, got an idea of what your day looks like tomorrow or, or Sunday? Uh, on even Sunday, for you? Sunday for me. Um, yeah, like uh, there's quite a big bunch of us going. Like uh, there's definitely over 10 of us, I think. And then, so we'll meet quite early at, at, at St Pancras, King's Cross, and uh, go up to Hatfields. Uh, I kind of want to get there early because I was going to try and catch. I think the first thing I was going to catch is Ryan Key from Yellow Cards. So yeah, yeah you, that's you, on my list. Right. Yeah. Cool. What What else is on your list? Um. So after after Ryan Key, there's I think it's a bit of a gap really, but I, I think Anti Flag are the next next one on that list really. Same. Um, same for me. Yeah. Uh, after that, let's have a look. I quite like the like the sound of tiny moving parts. So that that there was a bit of a gap in in the in the day for me there. So, so I had a bit of a listen because I didn't really recognise any any bands around that time. Yeah. So I might might go and check those guys out. I might just go and eat lunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, what else have we got? Then there's a bit of a gap again. The interrupters. I've really enjoyed seeing them earlier earlier this year. So yeah, be keen to catch those guys. Um, what else? What else? Lagwagon, maybe. La- I'm a bit torn between Lagwagon lag or, or Saves the Day, so there's a bit of a clash there. All right. Um, see, I, I think that'll be a see, see how I feel on the day. Um, Simple Plan, half four, nice. Melancholin, definitely want to see the Get Up Kids. Um, never seen those guys before, but obviously, listen to them for, for Absolute Donkeys. Yeah, new album Mike out Cat- as well. Yeah, might catch a bit of neck deep. All right, okay. Um, what else we got later on? Maybe a bit less than Jake. They're usually quite fun, aren't they? Always. Newfound, newfound glory. Well, newfound glory clashes with bad religion. So, but bad religion look look, look to be playing a bit of a bigger set than newfound glory. Oh no, maybe I'll get away with that. Yeah, so there's a bit of a clash there. So. Mm-hmm. Probably start with it. Newfound Glory on at seven, and then Bad Religion at twenty-five past seven. So probably kind of switch between the two there. Yeah, and then Menzingers and No Effects to finish off. I think. Okay, nice, nice. Oh, uh, are, are, uh, are you are you that organised? Yeah, <laughs> or not? Um, I'm quite organised. It's actually quite similar to yours. There's a couple of differences. So I'm starting off. So like, obviously, we're both starting off with Ryan Key and Anti Flag, and then I was going to have a gap anti-flag to interrupters i didn't realize how big that gap is so i think i'm going to check out trophy eyes or at least part of trophy okay. eyes set have you have you heard them before i i yeah so yeah i like i say i had, had a bit of a listen to the, all the kind of bands playing yeah. around that time yeah. that, that didn't really you know have much affiliation with so um yeah no i enjoyed, enjoyed a bit of their stuff but yeah it was yeah. tiny moving parts of oh, it swayed towards did those guys a bit more. Fair, fair enough man um so that, yeah then then after interrupters it will be mill and colin followed by simple plan um because at hatfield like those two sets don't clash 
which is which is useful for me. And then, like yourself, I'm going to see Get Get Up Kids, who I have seen a couple of times before, but I haven't seen them for years and years. So that should be cool. Definitely, as you say, Less and Jake's always fun. So I'll go Less and Jake. Then I'll watch New Found Glory, followed by Menzingers, and I'm going to finish with All Time Low because I saw No Effects recently, <laughs> and, I've, <laughs> and I've never seen All Time Low before. So yeah. uh, um, no, you, go on. Not che- not checking out the secret guest busted then, eh? Yeah, is it definitely them? I don't know. I yeah, know that's that's the big big rumor. But, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I've heard too. Um, it's disappointing, really. Yes, yeah, massive. I mean, it's it's an absolute mistake. Um, yeah, well, if it's them, no, I will not be seeing them. I assume that'll be the same for you. Yeah, I would imagine you're probably going to have the same crowd at the busted tent that you'll have at the all-time low tent though so yeah yeah and that's not <laughs> I, I, I accept that too and that's not to say anything against all-time low but i think because a lot of their fans will be younger and it and it and like i was saying this to you a little bit yesterday that there seems to be like a younger crowd who kind of you know they were they were kids when busted came out and and they sort of acted as a gateway into this kind of music for them which yeah. to to the likes of you and me who are a bit older that sounds just really, really me- makes sense it's really really weird um but i can i suppose if i think about it i can understand it but yeah hey ho hey ho maybe maybe yeah maybe maybe the rumors are wrong and it's blink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they would fit the bill of someone who's because I know Slam Dunk have said it's someone who's never played arena before. Tour, yeah. And last was the arena tour. You never know yeah. that that would be preferable. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and just on the subject of Slam Dunk, we'll not say too much about it right now. But we've we've booked guests from at least two of those bands that, that both you and I are going to see. I think, um, yeah. which which I think we're both really excited about, and and we're working on couple of others so watch this space cool yeah maybe we can do a bit of a slam dunk wrap-up episode Uh, yeah definitely well if 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 the person from from the next band that we have booked you know if we stick to that schedule it'll be you know pretty soon after slam dunk that we record so i'm sure it's something we'll talk about a lot so it'd be interesting to hear from the performers uh perspective so i'm really looking forward to that actually awesome um but yeah yeah, that's that's a, that's enough uh, waffle from you and I. Should we get onto the subject of today's episode? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we had uh, Josh Madden um, on the the podcast. Well, in for a, for an episode uh, a few days ago. Um, Josh is um, older brother of Benji and Joel Madden of Good Charlotte, but um, I guess. I would say he's what, what uh, the creative director at MDDN. Yeah, I think his title something like that, something like that. So yeah. MDDN, uh, I, I guess, trying to do a bit something a bit different with, uh, well, in the music industry, um, and kind of a more of would you say uh, like a creative agency, Chris, for for, for yeah, artists. Yeah, yeah, you could put it that way. And they've been so they've been going since like Good Charlotte came back from their hiatus in late 2015. And they've they it's seen some like really interesting artists come and go, and you know some who've stayed throughout. Obviously, Good Charlotte being one of them, but like you, like and a nice diverse range of music on it as well. But like it's got some bands that we're really into outside of Good Charlotte on it, like Anti Flag, for example. Have, have they've been working with them since since pretty pretty much the start of MDD, and so it was really interesting to ask Josh about all this stuff, you know. 
Cool. Yeah. As well, as, well like. as obviously his own back, you know, because he's worked in music. I, from what I gather, since since his brothers kind of kind of you know made it, for want of a better phrase, uh, with with their band, which yeah. was a long time ago now. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, let's get into it. Here it is. I just want to say we are joined by Josh Madden of MDDN. Josh, thanks so much for being here, man. Yes. Oh man, thank you so much for thank you so much for having me and. You guys started messaging me a couple of weeks ago. I think you spoke to uh, Zach Servini, who works he with did. us. Uh, he he's in our yeah. studio. And um, I appreciate you guys. Um, you know, I was saying, I don't know if it, if it went live, but I was saying I really appreciate anybody using the platform. You know, there's so many different little pockets of podcast and, and, uh, and the conversation because uh, this kind of like thing with the internet, which I love, it was created. And I think it kind of like, became this big massive thing and then everybody kind of scattered off into pockets and it's kind of like it's kind of good that we're doing this again and sort of like reconnecting um in the the primal way and like talking you know and again like to anyone who's listening to to anyone who's listening and supports you guys I, i appreciate anybody who listens to you guys and supports you guys i appreciate anybody that whether they know me or whether they're not they're interested or not i'll try to try to keep it as interesting as possible. A lot of what I do is like hidden. I'm going through a really weird period right now where I'm meeting all of the people, all of my heroes and all of my idols. Mm-hmm. And I'm really finding out that, um, and they're, they're really nice. They're really like, they're really excited about, and like we, we're, do, we're doing things exactly the way they did them. Just like, just like do, working with what we have. It's the saying is like, start where you are and use what you have. And it's like, it's just, yeah. You can't, you can't like set, you can't set a barrier of entry for yourself. I mean, that's like horrible. That's like being your own worst enemy. Like don't set a barrier of entry for yourself, you know, like, like, like just, just do what you want. And like, I was talking with a guy last night, I posted, um, let me see what it is. It's right here. I got this old enemy. I was telling you guys, I'm an Anglophile. I started, so we grew up in. We grew up in the country. Like we I think we liked a lot of Mancunian stuff because we I just think that like as I found out what Manchester was, I really I really like identified with it because it was just like where we grew up. Do you love Oasis as much as your brothers have often said in the media then? I love Oasis, like I'm the one that I'm the one that found <laughs> all of our music, you know? Yeah. Okay. But I, I okay. and I gotta see, like I gotta see, like I, I also gotta say like I'm torn because I, I'll talk to you about like Damon Albarn and Essex and that whole thing too as well. But like okay, I have to yeah. say, like I got this um NME from July of '96, and there's a reading, um, there's a reading spread, and I posted it in someone, an OG, a triple OG guy. I won't say his name, but an OG guy from London messaged me, yeah. and he was talking about how um how he felt about the Stone Roses performance at that show, and he was like, it's pretty crazy because I was talking to him about how Stone Roses. You know, if you ever, if you, if you, you guys, I don't know if you guys are, are know of like Spike Island and like the whole movement of the baggy pants and Happy Mondays and all that stuff. And like, mm-hmm. yeah. I really think that like, I really think that like the roses and Happy Mondays and Oasis and all that stuff, like, it's really interesting because they were going through what a lot of people are going through now in, all over the world. Like, they were just making their own scene in like, and if you think about it, like, roses oasis happy mondays like all these different things that kind of like started to intersect and influenced each other and became friends you know like they were so different they were like they were just like there was like the where the happy mondays doing like the warehouse parties and making like kind of like rave music 
And then, you know, Noel was on tour with Inspiral Carpets, came back and he joins his brother's band and he's making this, this little tiny, this little tiny band, like all this shit, people don't realize, like it, it went from like neighborhoods and garages basically to like stadiums, you know, to like, and, and I think that like, we have to like really keep the conversation about like all of these little bands, like in all these, you know, bedroom DJs and everything, like. Um, it really st- it really starts like as a as a kernel and a seed of a, of something that you imagine and it didn't really nothing really like like Oasis is a part of a bunch of different things you know the Sundays and like all these different things that influence them and 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 the same thing for Stone Rose same thing for all these different like iconic you know uh, yeah. there's so many things that like started and it was like I mean even the Cure if you know the story of the Cure like they were like a pop they were like a pop rock band and then they went on, they went on. So you guys probably know this story, but if your listeners don't go on, the cure went on tour with Susie and the Banshees in the first week, the bassist what got sick or something, you know? And then Robert Smith, they were the, the Susie and the Banshees were going to c- cancel the tour. And Robert Smith was like, okay, here's what we'll do. I'll play with my band and then I'll go backstage and put on makeup and I'll play with the Susie and the Banshees. And then literally that influenced the cure to look the way the cure looked because they, yeah. they never looked that way before. And it's crazy because people don't even know like all of the stuff, all of the little things that like every, most of these bands that are are like you're you're seeing that are huge, you know, like look even to like Pale Waves. Pale Waves is like a pop punk band that like then Matt, you know, then Matt Healy gets involved and like he's like, look at this, look at this, look at this. And then all of a sudden they're like, they're like the, the Sundays, you know, and it's yeah, like, yeah. look, whether – Again, again, like I don't know what your listeners listen to. I know a lot of people are like like this or don't like that. Like all I'm saying is like music is interesting because it just starts where it just people start where they where they are and then hopefully some people other people come along and they're like, I like what you're doing, like and they help, you know, other people get involved. That's what we're trying to do is just like we're finding bands and we're like yeah, helping them helping helping them up the you don't, we don't put them on an escalator or an elevator. We just help them up the ladder. Like we help them. We're like, you know, Hey, like it's going to be better if you do this. And like, I think so many people, you're like, we called this guy and then he just talked the whole time. Oh no. Like we, <laughs> so no, many so people good, don't realize, so, <laughs> so many people don't realize, so many people don't realize that like they can feel defeated or they can feel like, like, Oh man, like I wish we had it like that, like that. Like I'll tell you stories all day long. Cause that's all I've done is research on, Bands like R.E.M., bands like every fucking band that like it seems like, oh, man, it the Beastie Boys, like every band that like made it to a certain level, like it just looks so easy. But then you go back and you're like, oh, my God, how did they fucking make it through that? And it's like yeah. you really find out that like through this music thing and same thing for comedians, same thing for actors, same thing for anything, like to make it to a certain level of visibility and have your message, it's like you really, you really have to go through like trials, you know, some visible and yeah. some not so visible, you know, do you guys have any so, questions? You've kind of answered a couple of them actually, <laughs> just with that stuff. But I, I mean, guess we, we were keen to kind of, kind of understand exactly what MDDN kind of do for, for those bands. Cause you know, they're quite clearly more than just a record label. You talk about more kind of harnessing kind of artists coming through. I mean, what, 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 what would you say is your kind of coverage in terms of, what what you do you know guys. man it's it's really it's really interesting because we started you know my brothers um i think my brothers and, and i have always been close and, and they're they're geniuses they're 
Um, they're also aside from being uh, really smart and ingenuitive guys, they're they're super. They don't quit. And 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 um in in I think what um happened was um again behind the scenes and like things people don't even know is like they they definitely weathered a lot of like different things and they and they from those experiences instead of becoming like jaded or angry or anything else they just started to like help other um help other artists so people started coming to them and like you see it like it wasn't so visible but like i give them a lot of i give them a lot of credit like you know like when they were younger and they saw bands like um like avenge sevenfold they were like they loved the dudes they 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 thought they were like this band is really like i think we're our 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 group like the three of us and and our and our 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 people that work with us and our friends um don't limit the thing to like the whole thing to like um a a certain style of music or a genre or any like people might say like i like this band but i'm not really crazy about that band or i like this it doesn't for us it's more about the people in the heart of the of the band the way they treat their fans and what they're going to what they're going to do as they become um, a, a powerful entity, and if they can, if they can hack it, you know, like a lot of the people that we work with are, um, I will say, like they're diff, they're different. Like look at Chase Atlantic, and then look at Architects. There's this very different, but at the heart of it, they love, um, they make their own music entirely. Mm-hmm. Like Chase Atlantic and Architects make all their own music. Like there's no one. Okay, take these two bands are very different, but very alike in the fact, or, or Water Parks, you know, like. These bands are very different, but the way that they function, they're good, good people. The music that they make is fully starts with them and ends with them. And they, they, they're, there's no other outside thing influencing it. And we don't influence it. And all of them are, are, have conviction in that topic, in that kind of area. Like we believe, and I think I can, you know, I've kind of learned from Benjamin Joel, who, who have always, since they were young, played any show with any band they started from you know down where we were from from the middle of nowhere and anybody that wanted to play a show they were like hell yeah like it wasn't it wasn't like how many people are going to be there you know and there was it was a community thing Mm -hmm. and i think of what we see with the bands that we work with and the people that we you know really love and want to help is like that attitude you know like that but it's like what I'm saying, like when you see people that don't embrace their fans as much or don't like literally, I think the I think the vibe for, for us is like in, in, you know, there's people there's like, oh, gee, type guys that I look I, I love Daniel, Daniel, Daniel P. Carter. Like I love yeah, certain people yeah. that I've gotten to meet. I've gotten to meet that are like wave the flag of like true rock and roll and, and different things. And, and but look, the attitude and the love and the passion is 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 that's what i think comes first in all this stuff and like the attitude between artists you know on a daily basis our place is a compound it's a i call it the fantasy factory because there's three recording studios here we have a front of office with day-to-day managers that help every single artist with every single aspect of their career and so people are recording records we're talking about you know, music videos and, and some of the budgets, you know, every different band has a different path, you know, and it's really about like making things work. Like, you know, there's, I've made music videos for 500 bucks. I've made music videos for $50,000, you know, and it's literally about like, we see sort of like everybody has a different path and a different career. And it's about really like just facilitating that stuff, you know? Yeah. I guess you're just there to support kind of the creative amb- ambition that's coming out of these guys, right? Yeah, yeah.
I think, you know, man, I think, I think the reason that we're um, so different, you know, we have um, my brothers, myself, uh, Joey Simran, who manages architects and, and um, a couple of other artists with us. We've been friends with him since, man, I don't know, maybe like 2003, 2004. Oh, so wow. how, um, did you, how did you meet him? He was managing a band. He was working with a band called way back in the day with a band called Matchbook Romance. Oh yeah, um, yeah, we remember. Oh, yeah. yeah, way back, way back. Yeah. He's he's worked with a bunch of he's worked with a bunch of bands, but he's got the same kind of like diehard twenty four seven attitude that we have. He's like, you know, right. he literally is like, he's literally like, he feels like family. There's a few people that you meet, like, you know, like we don't, we're not like vacation. We're not doing it for like. I, I think the other thing with a lot of stuff that uh, the spirit of our company is like is not doing it for a check kind of thing. Is doing it for like that i think we see a pot when we see it's like something that like when you see a possibility you know like it's like you know it, it's like that that age-old story where you see something and you're like man i don't know this could really do it yeah. like i don't know man like if it did this if you did this 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 and this man it would be man you could really do it i think you could really do it and like i think that's it like just thinking that you could beat the odds is really like the the impetus of like everything that we do is like man like we we could beat the odds like beating the odds is like and it's like for me i mean and i think for all of us that's like just something that's like really like cool it's just like be and it's different every time and it's so cool because everything that we grew up loving and everything we grew up like influenced by from the beastie boys to the cure to oasis to rancid like all of these things have like stories these huge stories of like overcoming and like this it's why people i always say it it's why so many people try to get involved in music because it's it's literally like there's still something magical to it the guy with a hundred million dollars in whatever you know can there can still be a kid in their bedroom that writes a song that gets just as big you know yeah yeah it's crazy so, it's I mean, like it's like crazy it's powerful sorry go on nick yeah. what were you gonna say so yeah, so I'm just, just, I mean, you've kind of, you've, you've kind of taken on a few pretty established kind of artists. Do they kind of come to you, kind of wanting that different environment and wanting to do something new? Because I mean, the the likes of Anti Flag, you know, uh, you know, we we, we both like Anti Flag, and yeah, we but, love them. But, yeah, but I, but the new record that came out with with you guys was was just different level. Well, for me personally, I just it was a bit, it, definitely a different sound, different direction, and um. Yeah, thought it was amazing. It, to, to it was. It was definitely. Stuff. It was definitely for Anti Flag, who I love, and it's like it's it's also like it's more than just working with Anti Flag. It's working with Chris and Justin, and yeah, you know, and Chris and like Pat. It's it's not like that's the other thing about working with these bands is like when you start working with them, you're not like working with Sleeping with Sirens. You're working with Kellen and Nick and Jack. Like it's literally like when people come, when people come, it literally becomes like. It's it, there is an element of like working with a band, but it's also about like, well, what have you not? What have you not like? And I, I, like, I, I love the new Anti Flag record. I think I love. By the way, so if you're gonna talk about Anti Flag, you have to talk about the Clash, you know. Yeah. And if you're gonna talk about the Clash, you have to talk about Big Audio Dynamite. You have to talk about even the Good, the Bad, and the Queen. Like, if you literally, for me, you like what in your like? So you're a band, right? Or you're you're an artist or you're an actor right so any of these any of these things that when you talk to a when you talk to a creative person a painter and you're like okay you've been painting for 15 years 20 years is there anything that you wanted to do that you kind of maybe haven't done yet like is there anything like what 
what has maybe you not what maybe have you not got around to what would you you know and like that's another conversation that like with artists that you're like what have you what what would you like to do that maybe you haven't like explored or what like that's another thing for like all these artists is like there's no responsibility to us like i think you know um sometimes when you're a fan of an artist you're like i just want another dookie you know like I just want another Dookie or I just want another boys don't cry. But then someone like Robert Smith or like Billy Joe or something. And I'm not saying I know them, but like I'm saying like, you can only imagine as an artist, they might be like, well, I like this. I like Elvis Costello. I want to write indoor fireworks, you know, yeah. you know, like yeah. I want to write like, and I don't know if you know that song, but it's like, it's like a ballad, you know, like, like, and it's not, it's a B side ballad, you know, but it's like, the thing is like all these artists deserve to have the careers that they want and believe it or not, I think fans and supporters, I'm a, I'm a fan of everything. I name these people. I'm a fan of everything they've done. I'm a fan of in sound from way out. The Beastie Boys did an acoustic, not acoustic, but an all instrumental record. I love it. I listen to it when I draw or when I'm like ideating, you know, album artwork or posters or, or, or merch. Like, yeah. and I think that like, we have to get outside of like, I want another hot fuss or I want another, you know, like, and I think when you, when artists work, when we to work with artists, it's just like artists are like, you know, man, I kind of want to write a song like Adele and you're like, whoa, okay. All right. Okay. That's cool. You know, like, like, that's great. Like everybody deserves the opportunity in their career to make what they want. And if we are supportive and like we help with the, with the with the uh, the you know the storytelling of that and support of that like i think i think the i think the people that are like love bands they're gonna follow that you know yeah, yeah, and yeah. like you know like i'm i can talk at length about so many artists and like right and left turns that they took and like like man there was stuff when i was young that artists took a right turn a hard right turn and i was like oh man and then i got older and i was like wow they really like educated me you know i know i know like i can't I, watch look what good charlotte's done like you well, look through I, I was, all their records yeah i was just gonna say that like that they'd be the obvious example obviously talking to you dude yeah dude they got they were like bro go back and read the reviews of some of these records mate, mate, and then I look have. yeah yeah and then look and then look and then look at what pop culture did two years later yeah yeah and it's like it's funny because by the way i I look at people like Blur with the album like Great Escape and you look at an album like Blur, like Great Escape, and they're using like trombones and like French horns. Mm -hmm. And then then you look at like where Britpop went after that and you're like, whoa, like, dude. And I mean, I can't like I, I you can't talk about this stuff without talking about Andy Warhol and Jean-Michel Basquiat doing shows together and people being like. Yeah, Andy Warhol's kind of over and he's attaching himself to this kid because he wants to be hot. And you're like, no, look, this guy was doing shit. He was just way too out in front of the curve. And like true artists for me see around corners. They just feel some shit that we can't feel yet. We have to be above. Like if you love music, you have to be above. You have to be objective. I get it if you're young and you're like, I like pale waves and this is how they're always going to sound and this is what they're always going to no, bro. Like that's not true. Like these bands are going to change. They're going to mature. And like, do, and do you, I'm not saying. Do you think there's anything to be said for you know you like 
that's cool and loads of artists do that and that that that's awesome but like do you think there's anything to be said for those bands that just properly stick to what they do like i'm not necessarily yeah no i think name any names, dude i think like no no i think i think i think if a band understands what they do and they like what they do if that's their you know if if things like you know i mean edward sharp and the magnetic zeros i know those guys and they've kind of as a band stayed to a certain way and alex you know explores sonically what he's doing but i think there's a i think there's a load of of uh of of bands that like do what they do i listen i love sonic youth and i listen to their catalog and you know it doesn't none of the music sounds too far from the other music that was made but there it's a it's a sound kind of like of its own you know and i think like no i don't i don't i don't think that's i don't think that's bad but i think as like i'm a gigantic fan of, I mean, again, to Morrissey, like Morrissey is Morrissey is the Smiths is Morrissey is the Smiths is Morrissey. And I love it. And like, you know, um, I think that like there's two kinds of ways that we listen to music. All right. We listen to music as a consumer and we're like, man, I wish this. I wish some people are like, I wish the Strokes would just make the Strokes music or like I wish this band would do this, this music. And like, I really think that like any band that gets out and like has like see, you see the world and you other influences and you meet other people and if you stay the same that's okay too if you like i think that there's bands that like do what they do and i think that's cool too i think i think a fan shouldn't ever dictate what a band makes and i think when you get into that realm it's really scary i think it's scary when a band has to be has to be has to just make what they want and I, you know what Co- uh, you know what I give? A lot of people are like, blah, 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 millennials. You know what I give millennials, man? Like in this whole like Spotify generation and the whole like Apple generation, like, you know, these kids, these, these, this new generation, I actually congratulate them because a lot of them are just open to like, they're like, oh, I like this song from Kendrick Lamar and I like this song from Behemoth. I mean, that's a little bit of a, a little bit of a reach, but it's like, I mean, it's just like they, I do kids all, I was DJing last night. I still DJ oh, when okay. I can. Okay. I, I was DJing last night and I'll tell you what I played. So my friend that started the magazine Nylon and started the magazine Raygun and started the magazine, an older magazine called Bikini, all of these magazines had Oasis, Pulp, uh, Nine Inch Nails, The Cure, Blur, R.E.M., Susie, PJ Harvey, they had all these people on their covers. This dude is actually also the first time I ever, I ever met Matt Healy was in his office. Matt Matt was the only member that came to the United States of the 1975. No yeah. one had heard how, them. How, how old and was he then? He must have been pretty young, was he? Really young, and he was yeah. like, he was like, he was like, he was like, I just found out that we might play some dates opening for the Rolling Stones, and it was like I don't even know if they had a song out, and and I met him, and it's funny because at the time. My friends are in this band called Bad Sons, and they okay. they literally they were literally just starting out, and no one had ever heard of them. And then the next time I saw Matt Healy was like had to be a year or two later, and Bad Sons were on tour with him, and he literally came off stage, like finished the show, you know, the whole early era of them with the red wine and the no shirt and everything, yeah. and he came off the stage like fully sweaty and was like man and i was like oh dude i haven't seen you i haven't seen you since i saw you in that office and talked to you for like 20 minutes and like and you know i I back that guy just on that every time i've ever seen him he's like he's like connect he's 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 mentally there and he's got a vision and like 
But I was DJing last night. Let me get back to that. Yeah, go on. And with Marvin, he he Marvin is his legendary dude. He photographed a lot of those covers. People don't know, but he photographed a lot of the nylon. He and you know nylon went to be global, like nylon Japan, nylon you know Malaysia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he photographed a lot of those covers. He's the one that introduced me to. He was like, he I went to I went to dinner with him and MIA before there was ever an MIA song out. He was like. <laughs> He was like, "Do you want to go to dinner with me? Um, I'm going to dinner with this girl. I think I think she's really interesting. I think she's gonna." He 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 literally he's the one. He was a bit of a mentor. He's the one that was always like, "Man, I just think there's something about this artist." And I I'd be like, "Yeah, dude. Like, I'll go to dinner. Like, that's cool." And I went and had dinner with this girl that was like, "No, they're they're not. They're not. They're she's Maya. She was wasn't. And she was dope. She was very." strong opinion very dope like dope she was everything that she is yeah. before and like and i uh, i i'm saying this to say that like i like to dj and play music like last night i played stone roses i played um i played um breeders i played i should just open up my computer and and and, and just say all of it like I played uh, There's No Other Way by Blur. I played early music from all these bands. And then I also played new artists. Like there's this band called Honey that I love, H-U-N-N-Y. They've been around for a while, but they're just really starting to like break out now. Okay. Um, Honey and Bad Sons and Chase Atlantic and like all the music that I think is like new, the new class of like visionary kids that are like visionary. Like you have to hear this band, Honey. They have a, they have a new record coming they're signed to Epitaph now. What, um, what was it? We don't H U N N Y. H U N H U N N Y. They're very like. Yeah. We'll link them in the show notes. They're very um like you gotta. I mean, and look, if you like the Cure, you'll love Honey. Like like older like you know uh, three imaginary boys Cure. Like there's kids right now that are. Do I mean, kids 25, 26, 27. Like there's younger people that are doing stuff that are like very uh vision. They're like dedicated to their vision, which is again like. Regardless of like what anyone says about how pop culture the 1975 has become, I think they've been attached to a vision and they've been they've been very like I played Theophilus London. He's got newer music out with Tim and Paula, but I played like for me, I played Susie and the Banshees. I, I was going back between and, you know, so many people, this this audience of this at this party was probably 200 people. And there was literally like OG, like 60 year old people. And then like there was like 18 and 19 year old people. And everyone was walking up to me, like asking me what I was playing. The older people talking about the younger music, the younger people talking about the older music. And it was just cool. I played Air. You know that that uh, Brit, uh, uh, French band French, Air? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah electronic. Like yeah. literally all this stuff that wasn't like, wasn't even, it was a little bit dancey, but was like, it was just like all this different stuff. Like, um, and I, I literally like DJing stuff like that because it's not like, like, like I, I could DJ pop club music too, but like, I'm more interested in like people coming up to me and like being like, what is that? And I'm like, Oh, take a picture of it with your phone. Like, like listen to this band, you know, like, mm. and just putting people on. And I think that like, again, that's why I looked at people like Zane and Andy Mack and Daniel Carter and like yourselves, you know, people that have a, um, a, a medium, a forum and they're like, okay guys like just check this out you know yeah. and the radio show that i had where i was i was, was that was on like a, was that on adobe adobe yeah, yeah. And, and it was clocking like one hundred twenty thousand listeners a week and i was yeah. literally like it started because the guy that created adobe i met him like the year he created adobe what, and, 
was it what was it called first person radio or something was that it it was called first person yeah yeah, yeah. and and yeah, and he hit me up he hit me up one day on instant messenger on i am and um he was like would you do a radio show and i was like man you know the only way i would do it is if i could literally do it completely like um any kind of music all the time and and literally i would rip music that was dropping on the internet like that day like two days like literally stuff that was on hype machine i would rip it and i would just talk about it and be like man this is this new kid travis scott i think it's just gonna be really different and then after travis scott would be Hyam, and i'd be like man there's band Hyam that's like really interesting and then i play like something heavy and it was like literally just trying to get people to like to like understand that like like this i I grew up on like you know um lalapalooza where it was curated lalapalooza was curated by the artist it was perry farrell picking beastie boys sonic youth cypress hill it was artist curating and i think ultimately if you talk about our company mddn it's really first and foremost us supporting benjamin joel the the ceo and the president and the vision you know joey and our team Really, it's led by those guys in a creative vision. And they're literally, you know, that's the creative vision that Benjamin Joel always had. They'd be like, I remember they, like, I remember when they took the main out, this little band that was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no one had ever heard them. And it was like, they were always like, man, who can we introduce this crowd to? It was, it was like, who can we educate? How can we, like, how can we stand up for like good kids? And look what the main has done, bro. They're like, self self propelling self perpetuating making the music they want for the people that love them yeah, like that's a perfect example the main as well, what's the difference between the main and architects really like really what's the difference connected to the people connected to the causes making it from the ground up literally that is the dream for people to make look at again the beastie boy i'm sitting in my office right now posters of sonic youth posters posters of beastie boys posters of cure and blur yeah. and like look at look at what these people uh cure curiosa beastie boys tibetan freedom concert like like all of these people made their own festivals to introduce people to their own visions and like and made it like a a you know of a, a umbrella that like bands could come under and and the people that love music could be a little more adventurous you know What's um so you know you're talking about the all, all these how you, how how you've got it set up at MDDN like so is it at a point now where you guys are just flooded with like bands you know trying to get you to listen to their music like how's how's that managed are you involved in like listening to those new bands or is or is that delegated around how's that work I run the Instagram account nobody nobody touches the Instagram account at MDDN except for me. Oh, okay. No, but like, I mean, like on on the and, and, website, and, I see there's like a submission no, no. for artists and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That is a little. We're that's a little. <laughs> that's a little flooded. But I get hit up in the DMs of the Instagram ah, account every day by people, and that's why I was saying. That's why I was saying the Instagram. Like, so many people are like, "Well, you feed." So we're working on stuff. We're working on. So in order to have a vision and bring it to the next level, and again, I I have to stress it starts with Benj and Joel as artists. Yeah. It's artist it's artist led. It's artist like the 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 words that are on the Instagram and the message that is going out from our company is from Benj and Joel. They are the visionaries cool. of 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 how to uh talk to artists, how to how to work with artists and how to represent artists, you know, and Joey and myself and the team 
um, you know, are are part of uh, pro, 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 pro producing and backing that up. And we're so fortunate to have like the hardest working twenty four seven team. But yeah. like with the with 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 us, we would like to um, create a place where what we're looking at is, is having a platform so that we can do exactly what I'm doing right now. Like I'm shouting out all kinds of bands that I don't work with. There's actually I actually haven't even said very much about the bands we work with which I can and I will, but it's like, honestly, we're not trying to like force feed anyone, anything. Like I can talk, I can give you an hour on each one of our bands, Chase Atlantic, Water Parks, Sleeping With Sirens. You know, we're working with this girl, Poppy, who's, who's incredible. Yeah, Poppy's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, Zach, Zach Savini was talking about her when we spoke to him. Yeah. Bishop, Bishop Briggs, Good Charlotte, Anti-Flag. I mean, every one of these bands, Kill Station, Kill Station is, going to destroy your mind kill station is something that like every one of these things we literally are like we're literally like oh my god like people come we come into contact with these artists and we're like holy shit like this is gonna like destroy kill station is like nine inch nails meets Marilyn manson like it's literally like this crazy thing that's again self-contained like he makes his videos he makes his music all of these it all of these artists have their vision and we're just literally like with them and like we're like okay how, like what's your what's your thoughts and like then we just work through it with them because too many people are like you want to do what oh no that's about like you have to be clear with the artist and like help help them understand the the like how, like how how you can do it on the production side but artists are bro artists are genius man they're smart the, any artist that any artist that we work with they're geniuses they're they're insane. They they don't they don't have linear thoughts like like an accountant or or like a, a or like a lot of us. They they have like these crazy outlandish thoughts. And it too many people with artists are like, oh I don't know. Let's roll that back. Like that's not how you deal with artists. You have to like work with them to like to like figure out how you're like okay like because because that's what we always did. That's what we did with that's what we did with Good Charlotte. Like yeah. that, that all that all that people never. I think people didn't really see that like. All that good Charlotte stuff was made like, okay, you guys are out of video budget. And it's like, okay, how can we make a video for a festival song? Well, we're playing a festival. There you go. Let's make that video. And it's like, it was at the time, it wasn't really, you know, a video budget was like people were making, you know, in the, in the late nineties, early two thousands, it was like, yeah. you're on a major label. Like, this is not what, this is not a music video, but it's like, again, you can't talk about good charlotte without talking about the beastie boys because they made sabotage they literally if you read the beastie boys book they literally went to meet with someone and they were like yeah it's going to cost this much and they were like no bro like we're going to go make this ourselves spike jones talks about it and they were like we're going to go make this ourselves so it's literally like you don't have to be on discord records to be diy you know it, you're all of these people look at like you know what was that chart what was that i mean i'll make a reference that like i don't know if anybody will get like you go to that Charlie, go to that Charlie XCX video, the boys video. They made it. It's I believe they made it at South by Southwest, mm -hmm. and that's how they got everybody in it. They were like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get a pl a space, and we're gonna get every dude at South by Southwest, and it's fucking genius. Like you're like, holy shit, that's Frank Carter in the in the Charlie XCX video. Like mm -hmm. it's genius. Like big props to Charlie, big props to her team, and it's like it's like doing shit like that is where I like I think it's genius to like make stuff you look at uh the 21 pilots video where you're like okay he's shaving his head and then he walks out and there's a crowd there how the fuck did they do that that's crazy you know like 
how like it blows your mind like that's what i want artists to understand and like everyone to understand like ideas are the magic that that really that really like everybody everybody you, it's not a dollar amount it's an idea in making your idea blow everyone's minds if i told you some of the wildest videos i've ever made and told you the price corresponding you'd your jaw would drop and then yeah. some other ones you'd so, be like you'd be like oh my god like the, who have you made videos for that we would know josh i mean all the all most all of the mddn videos are, are okay. made by our oh, team right. okay so like, like so like so like it's so like so like all all the good Charlotte videos, all the um, sirens, well most of the sirens videos, like yeah. we all have a we all have a it's all starts with Kellen or you know Jack or like someone from a band is like and the cool thing about having the Fantasy Factory here is that while you're making the record, you start making these songs and you're like you're you come in and you're like there's no one there there's no um, anybody pressuring a band and they're like, yeah, we wrote this. And, and the only advice, like, I think, you know, I think Benjamin Joel don't touch any of the music. They just say like, make songs that like, are you come from your soul, come from you. And like, that, don't be afraid. Like, don't be scared of like saying embarrassing things or like speaking your heart and like make something. And like, they don't, t no one touches the music. No one pushes anyone. And then the bands will make stuff and they're like, man, like I just see this. And you're like, Oh wow, like that's a that's cool, that's crazy. And then you just start you just start concepting it and you have if you have more time and like you can figure out how to make it, then you do it. But like all these videos, like all the Chase Atlantic videos we made, we've made with um, you know, certain people. We have probably eight, ten directors that we work with. They're all friends to the to MDDN and they're all like it's not like this weird like somebody you've never met telling you no we can't do that with your video like they're they're actually like okay what are you guys thinking through this video and like you just make it work i gotta give a lot of credit to these directors and these photographers too because a lot of them are not taking pay paychecks off of this stuff you know like they're they're making art and they're you know hopefully we want people to be compensated but they're not like they're not like driving lamborghinis they're like they're like making a lot of these this younger generation making these videos and making these artists dream teams come true. They're, they're, they're side by side with them. That's why you see so many photos on our, on our social media of like the artist with the director, because it's literally not just some person that's like getting a paycheck. It's like a director that like the artists are like, we have this idea and we'd like to get a hold of Joe Michaud or like, we'd like to get a hold of like Eric Rojas or like Jake Stark. And like, we, they, they're like engaged people, you know, and it's just like Zach, Zach's role here is just like my role here is just like the director's role here. Mm -hmm. They're all supporting a vision to make something, you know, we, I was on set, I was on set and helping for all of the anti-flag videos from this last record. Um, nice. And I'm just, I love those guys. Like I, I, I like, I'm like, what are you guys thinking? What can I get you? What do you need? Like, and they're just so easy. And like every band is different. Like, Every band, all of our bands, they're my friend. They're like, I actually know their girlfriends, their wives, their dogs. Like, you know, like, it's yeah. not like, it's like an actual thing where like, where they text me and they're like, I just saw the, the, this, like, do you know how to get a hold of it? Or do you know, you know, like this guy does really good, does really good, uh, ad mats. Like, like it's all creative all the time. And like, you might, the cool thing is like, 
you know, Chris too, or Justin from anti-flag might send it over this artist. And then when, then Kellen's talking to us and we're like, yo, check out this guy that Chris too just put us on to. So it's like all the artists do, do you, are, are getting connected. Do you know uh, much, you know, they've got their own AF records, obviously. Have you, have you heard? Much yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, have you heard much of the bands that they, they've, uh, put out like there was one cool band like we ha- we had a band on called spanish love songs you might know them because they were signed by them yeah yeah yeah, cool. yeah the, the, them um homeless gospel choir like yeah homeless gospel choir has come in and hung out here like all of our all of our bands um all bring all their friends here and all of their like some bands have like have like their best friend is like a young video director and like the young the younger crowd is always coming here like this building is just like um, we wanted it to be like, um, again, like I, I give a lot of credit to Rob Deerdeck and the fantasy factory. Rob is, um, Rob is a guy that I really look up to. And like, he's just given people the platform to create their, their vision and he's helped just facilitate it. And I think that like, we saw, we see people like Rob, people like that. And we're like, man, like we want to do that, but with, with, with our way and like, and just facilitate, man, like you can't. The the funny thing about art is like you you can see where people are going and you can like you can like try to like tell them what to do but like it doesn't ever work out that well like it's better if you just let an artist have their idea and help them create their idea and like mm-hmm. all of these people all of the Kellen's got bands that he loves and he's he's helping uh, Anna Flag Chase Atlantic you know they've got friends that that they're helping and producing for and I just think it's good because it's like what's the difference between anti-flag or chase Atlantic or, or signal sirens and Joel Madden from good Charlotte. Like it's the same thing when Joel found machine gun Kelly and like flew him out and was like, yo, I think this guy's special. And like, it was like, he showed him to me and he's like, man, this guy's going to be something. Mm -hmm. It was like, we never managed him. We never signed him. We never, it was just like, it's just like really about like seeing artists and being like giving, you know, here's an interesting thing. So you guys do this pod, you guys do this radio show podcast. Yeah. You, you definitely probably look up to a few people. Just imagine if one of those people, five, think of the five people in your brain. If one of those people was just like, yo, um, I'm going to be in London. Can you guys, I saw you guys are going to be in London. Can we get lunch? And if they were like, tell me about your podcast. And then you were like, we do this and this is our goal. And then they said, you know what, boys, I love it. I'll be on it anytime. I'm going to tell my friends about it. Mm-hmm. They, how much that encouragement, how the fuel of it goes. That's literally, that's all you really need. Like I do it all the time. And I, I, t- I tell other people, like I see kids on the internet, like making clothes or designing things. And I just literally DM them. I'm like, what you're doing is so awesome. Like, it's yeah. so sick. Like, like, and I don't want anything. I just want, and like, that's all. And they might be like, haha, thanks. Or they might be like, man, thanks so much. And, and that means like, that means like, it doesn't, it's not for it's for me it actually is for me to look back and be like you know just seeing someone's someone's thing as they're starting out I, the emo night kids I, I, i'll tell you like the emo night kids when they were starting their party i hit them up and i was like this is going to be huge i was like this is going to be huge like this this party is going to be massive yeah. and then i moved to la and their party was a year old and i was like can i get lunch with you and they got lunch with me and I literally talked to them. For, I bless them, man. I talked to them for like an hour and a half, two hours. They were just sitting there looking at me, and I'm like, "You guys don't understand. This is gonna be so fucking huge. Like, this is gonna be huge." Like, they were like, "Oh man, thanks." Like, but like, we we hang out from time to time, okay, and like, yeah. 
Yeah, I've, I've, they come, they come to London sometimes. I've seen them in London before. Yeah, they look, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. Like, look, anytime you see someone starting something and you're like, whoa, this is going to be huge. We got to help each other, man. Like in, in creative spaces and in the media too, like you guys might have opportunities to make a lot of money with certain things in your jobs and, and you should, and you should make money. And like, no one should be, no one should hem you up or be jealous. Like all we should, we should all encourage each other because it's our responsibility to treat the ecosystem of information and creativity with responsibility. And that's all I'm saying. Like, I don't care about like what everybody likes. There's a lot of stuff out there that I don't like, but like, then I meet the people like, you know, I, I was saying to someone the other day, I was this like punk rock kid you know, I got the Hellcat tattooed on my arm. Like I was like, man, I love, I love, I love, you know, I'm, I'm covered in tattoos and they're all like, I wanted to be like, I was like looking up to like all of these punk guys. And, and I would, I would go to TRL where my brothers were and I would see how nice everyone was to each other and how like, man, like Eminem or like three, six mafia or like, you know, a, a, a boy band or whatever. And I'm like, man, like blink, blink, blink. Like everybody's being nice to each other. I'm like, man, it should just be like this in the world. You know, like there's no reason for like anyone to like, be raid a Justin Bieber or a Taylor Swift or a Katy Perry, you know, in the same side, like, you know, like I thought one of the coolest things as a Tim Armstrong fan, I thought when he was writing songs with pink, I was like, yo, that that's, that's sick because the world gets the, the world of pink fans. And by the way, she's fucking dope. Like, but the world of pink yeah, fans yeah. gets to, gets to hear, you know, like my, like what if, you know, you know that song, um, you know that song "Radio" by Rancid. You know, like when I got the music, I, could you imagine if DJ Khaled and Justin Bieber covered "Radio"? <laughs> yeah. How crazy that would be! Damn, that's so crazy. Like, how crazy would it be if DJ Khaled and Justin Bieber and Tim Armstrong did "Radio"? Like, I would not be mad. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad about it. I would be like, "This is dope," because like. Tim Armstrong, yeah, Tim Armstrong, whole new audience as well. he's the joke. Look, all these kids are finding out about Joe Strummer and he's not here. It's sad mm -hmm. because it's, it's hiding the light under a bushel. Like, 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 bro, like we have to bring it out. Like you have to have Tim Armstrong and the people, the Billy Joes and the Benji Maddens doing the, the visibility of the message, you know, and that's what I want. You know? Did you ever get to see Joe Strummer play? Um, I saw Joe and the Mescaleros. I believe it was yeah, at the. Me too, man. I thought me it was too. at the nine thirty. I think it was at the nine thirty club. And I also saw the Good, the Bad, and the Queen with um Paul and Mick. Oh, nice. I was I was just going to ask before. Did like when you were younger and growing up? Did did you ever play in bands yourself? I always wanted to be in this seat. I always looked at people like that were on this side of the of the of the table, and I always was like the people that were like working with artists and, 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 and supporting them and being, 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 being that role. And I always wanted to have, as I saw my brothers and I was just like, man, these guys are such geniuses and they're so like, I don't know if they're fully understood. I don't think you really understand them until you actually get to know them. And they're just, they don't, they don't like what you, what, like you have to really listen to like B sides and listen to all the songs to really get to know them. And I feel like that's true about a lot of artists. I feel it's true about like, yeah. Um, uh, well, I, I think Nick and I have certainly done that with, with, with your brother's band. I think we're pretty, uh, 
well versed in all their pieces. I feel like when you get to certain bands, you're literally like, like some bands are really upfront, and you're like, you're like, oh, like I feel like I listen to Sam Carter's music and I know him, and I get he's such a good, amazing dude. Same thing with uh, Frank Carter, unrelated, but like certain people, and then there's other people where I think the, I think the like story and the like the way it kind of like is hidden in it, and like I really think that like so many bands out there are really misunderstood and like are really like like you know they're not a lot of my favorite bands no one's even ever heard of because they're just not self-promotional people and that's another thing for artists like they're like they're not a lot of times like self-promotional they're like kind of like you know for me they're kind of like you know kind of shy or they're kind of like whatever and i think that like it's up to us to like help them you know reach people and you know i think so i think i i hold artists above um everyone because i think artists create like here's the deal like when you get up in the morning so say there's a new song or a new record you really love and you need to go to the gym or you need to go to work and you, you're driving your shitty car and you're putting on a uniform you know you're working at like tesco or you're working at like you're working at like boots or something like that you know you're working at like a. <laughs> you I mean, I, I mean, like I don't know. Your listeners, you're working at H and M, whatever. Your listeners are around the world, but like you're working and you gotta put on your uniform and you put on your name badge and like, well, you get in your shitty car and you barely have enough money to get to work and you gotta like, you know, you gotta go in there and the music is carrying you. You're like whether it's Jay Z or whether it's Rancid or whether it's anything and like nothing else. I feel that way about paintings and photographs as well. Like I look at, I have a photograph um, hanging in my office that like literally like I could look at it for like an hour and just like, it brings so much, it conjures, it, make, it makes me conjure so much thought and so much inspiration. And like, I think to find art and have that, have that in your life, like so many people, like that's why you meet people. You can meet people, the biggest, the biggest, most powerful people in the world. Right. You can like, you can like see Eminem meeting his, meeting his idol and he's like whoa and you're like yeah but you're him and him like are you serious and like but you don't understand when i was doing this in my life like you made this record and it was like you know and, and it's like i think we all have that and i think that's the special thing like i think that's the special thing about the lineage of art no matter how big you get no matter how famous you get you're like there's always going to be someone that you're like a fan of and i think i think that's the same thing like you have to realize the effect that it has. Art goes into our eyes and in our ears and to our hearts. I know that sounds mad, like, you know, extemporaneous, like weird, but like, I'm just saying like art, like can make you, like you can be running on a treadmill and then a song can come on and you'll be like, fuck it. I'm going to run another, you know, you say kilometers or whatever. Like I'm going to run another, I'm going to no, run we, for, we say miles, yeah. we say miles. You, okay. You, so, so you say, so, so, so you mis so, misconception artists you know like so many of them struggle with the with the um with the like with the with the negotiation it's this unsaid negotiation of responsibility to a fan base or or supporters or like you know i hate the word fan because it just it makes people seem like below something like but i mean i guess i would say i'm a fan of so many things but like i think like an artist just had there's this unsaid negotiation of like you owe us this or you owe us that and it's like man like okay let's all just take a step back and like really like see what we're what we're doing here like and and really we're all this we're all in the same like 
it's crazy because sometimes I'm sitting with people and I'm like, holy shit, that was so-and-so, you know, like I get, I got, because of, because of working with all these people, I, I sit next to all these, all these people that I I've looked at and I've like been a, been a, a huge fan of it. Like, but the closer you get to them, you're like, man, like they're just an artist, like trying to like, um, trying to like, you know, sure. Who was the last person? Who was the last person you got starstruck by then? Oh man! Oh man! I'm trying to think. Uh... Oh man! Oh man! I don't know. Oh man! I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, Zach works with a lot of people that like. I think yeah, are was, really he awesome. He was telling. He was telling us. Uh, he told us a couple like after we recorded and like yeah we were pretty blown away. By yeah, that. I don't want to say any it's names crazy. because I don't I don't want to say yeah, any sure. names because I don't want to say any names because man like I saw oh you know what okay so um a year ago I was at a grocery store a very small grocery store right near where I was living in Los Angeles when I moved to Los Angeles and I walked in it's a really small grocery store nobody was in there and Morrissey was standing there um in uh in a track jacket uh and i believe it was a it was like a, i think it was a it was a i don't know if it was a city or united tra- track jacket um i don't i think he's i think he's this i think he's a city fan um uh i think he's a city fan and he was wearing like a like a cap like a like they call them dad hats he's wearing like a white baseball cap and sunglasses and I was holding my daughter. I was I was holding my daughter, and I almost I almost dropped her. I almost dropped. And my wife is walking behind me, and this little tiny store is really, really, really tiny. And they have like specialty things there. It's like like health food and and teas and everything. And I walked in, and I literally almost dropped my baby. And my wife is like, I looked after we walked past, and we walked to the back of the store. I looked back, and my wife is like, "Are you okay?" And I was like that was Morrissey. And she was like, Oh really? She was like, really? And I was like, yeah, don't look up there. Just stay back here. And she was like, she, I was like, can you hold her? I like handed her my daughter. And I literally like had to like, I literally had to like look at the ground for a second, you know, like I literally had to like, just look down like, and it's like, to me though, like, I mean, I've met, I've met like, you know, I met Liam. I I feel like I met everybody that I've ever like, like just for like a moment. And you know, the thing is, I think everybody I've had a really good fortune. Everybody that I've met, um, and a lot of times it's not with Benjamin Joel. I met a lot of them working at the nine thirty club, or met a lot of them yeah, yeah. working at a record label. I worked at a record label. I met a lot of them with friends. I have to say most of them um are nice, are just artists who <laughs> most of them. just most of them. I'm trying I I'm I can't think of I can't think of many I can't I'm trying to think of anyone who's not been but I have a different approach like I don't say I just like you know um I don't say much and even the people that you know I, I'll be honest even the people that I know like I'm around and I, I are they're big artists like I don't talk much to them unless it's like it's a it's I don't hit people up you know like we try to create a place here we try to create a place here at 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 our company that like when you come in this building, you are just a citizen. And I think a uh, big credit to the team because so many different people come through. And once they enter this building, it's like almost like an invisible force field that like they're they're just uh, we're all the same, you know? 
um so like how how much like we you know we don't want to keep too much of your time so like maybe we could like jump to a place where we could wrap it up so does that sound yeah 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 i mean i'm down for whatever like honestly like whenever i whenever i get to talk to people i'm i'm really um i don't do it that much i did like maybe you know people are like can i do an interview and then they ask all these questions that are literally someone was like can i do an interview with you and i was like oh well you know it depends like I only want to talk about things when I know that it's going to be for the progress of, of something. And I think, I think, you know, I, I think, you know, I like that. I like what you guys are doing and I like, I think it's, you know, uh, you, I, hopefully you'll reach more and more people. And look, I think, um, like sometimes people are like, I'm like, Hey, like I'll just send you four interviews that I did because all these, all these answers are already like existing. Like I don't want to waste anyone's time. Like, but I think like, yeah. So if you (laughs) Uh, you have any questions uh, like yeah like uh, um you know yeah i guess i guess on that note is there anything kind of anything that's going to be landing from from any of your guys in in i don't know say like the next six months any 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 band new bands any new records any new new videos going to be landing soon um i don't know if you guys have checked out the dose i love the dose the dose record is amazing um we made all the videos uh with 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 our team and um this new record is uh, called Saline, and it's really, really amazing. Um, if you haven't checked out Bishop Briggs, uh, she's amazing. Uh, she's, uh, I think, going to have new music out soon. Um, I think Poppy is amazing. I mean, I think all of our, all of our, uh, you know, Chase Atlantic has a new song out. Um, and uh, no matter when you air this, it's going to be they have they have new songs coming in the next couple of weeks, like um, until the record comes out. Um, uh, the sirens, I think the sirens record is coming together and they're talking about that a little bit more now. Oh yeah. Zach, um, Zach did that one, right? Yeah. Zach, uh, Zach. And I think Matt good worked on some of it oh, too. Um, I'm, I think I'm pretty sure I'm not, I'm pretty sure I'm not, I'm pretty sure Matt was on that, but, and this kid, Dwayne Jackson, he's a lesser known artist, but, um, yeah. everybody loves him. He's done sessions with Tim Armstrong. He's done sessions with oh, nice. that band horror. Um, I've been horror like H O nine nine O nine. Um, everybody loves that kid, and like it's just one of those artists that like he's he's like bubbling. Like all the artists love him, and like everybody everybody wants to take him on tour. And he's just, like a really good kid, and his what, what live show is amazing. What kind of stuff? Man, it's really. I think I, I think I think it's really like I think it's really that's the reason he's not like bigger now. It's like hard to explain. Like he's not a rapper, but he's also not like. He's not a punk band, but he's got like, he's like this, like, I don't know, man. He's like alternative to the alternative right now. Like he's like, he does like, he's, he's like, he's not rapping. He's, he's, he sings rhyming. He's like, he's, he's, there's nothing really like him. I think that's why he's like, that's why it's going to take him time to build. Just like, by the way, just like, let me just say all these artists, like Poppy has been around. She's not like brand new, but she's like just getting visibility Bishop Briggs has been around. Yeah. Chase Atlantic has been around. Waterpark has been around. Siren's been around. Like all these bands have been around, but I think like they're getting new visibility and making new, new art. So there's a lot coming from all of our artists. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, just one, uh, what, one more thing I just wanted to ask Josh real quick. Cause at the start, when we first started chanting, you, you, you alluded to all these stories of being in the UK and stuff. So, just want to ask real quick like what how much experience you've had over in the uk and did, did you first start coming like when your brother started coming here or had you been here before like uh you know what, what no you what know man your relationship with 
the UK like? No, man. You know, you know, man. Like the UK was like it was like New York to me. When you know, when I moved to New York, it was a yeah. magical place that I just read about over. When I moved to New York, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know a single soul. I used to literally just wake up and walk around the city, and like just on Saturdays, I literally walk for like eight hours and like you know get a bottle of water and just walk around with headphones on. And um, when I went to the UK, so I, I didn't fly on a plane till I was like 24. I think I bought I think I bought my first computer when I was 24, and I flew on a plane for the first time. And when I went to the UK, um, the first time I went to the UK was to DJ. Um, and I was DJing all these different places because I started DJing in like 2003, 2004. Yeah. And I was DJ, and all these people were like, man, if I told you the clubs I DJ, you would laugh so hard. Like I DJed all around London and um, just like I DJed everywhere. But I was DJing because I was like, we, we, we don't come from money. I was like, I was like, oh, like this is my opportunity to like go see the world and like, you know, like, like, like I never had the money to travel before. And like the first thing I did was go to, um, was go to, um, uh, thrift stores and the thrift stores in London for me, there was a bunch of thrift stops that I had wanted to see. And like, you know, um, there's a bunch of, like, I just wanted to see all of like, like basically like all of like the quote unquote underground stuff. And for me, I remember going to, I got my first pair of still fucking have them to this day, still wear them. Uh, my first pair of Dunlop green flash. All right. Okay. Um, and I have the Velcro ones, not the lace up ones. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, and I went to, um, all of the, like, you know, it's funny because I was just in Japan and they were asking me where I wanted to go. And I was just like, I just want to go where you guys go. And I don't want to go see like tourists. I want to go. And I, the reason that I got the Dunlop green flash is I was like, I was in like an office or like something like that. And I was looking at all of these trainers and I was like, man, in London, they have so many white trainers. It was, it was early two thousands, you know? And it was like, it was like a moment. Everybody was wearing Reebok classics and everybody was like, you know, and I was like, man, like, they have shoes in white over here that we don't even have in white in the U- in the US because it was just such a fashion to wear and they had more Clarks like so many things like there was so many more selection of Clarks so many more and it was like all the shit that I love that you can't you can't get of course I went to Fred Perry you know through the times that I've gone to London um go to like um go to like pretty green you know like everything but like for me it was really going to the thrift stores and really going to like you know, like you have plimsolls there and like cagoules and like all this shit that like we don't, mm. there's not, that's not even an English, that's not even in our language. Like, like <laughs> right. when I, when someone was like, man, you always wear cagoules. And I was like, what? Like, cause I have, you know, the, when, I don't know if you know, but like when uh, Oasis played um, there and then, or like uh, live by the sea, like uh, Noel wears these Penfield jackets that are like these Penfield cagoules and, and I, I actually have one. Like I went and got the vintage exact version that Noel Gallagher wore on that VHS tape from 1994 or whatever. And like my friends and like people always give me shit. They're like, aren't you, aren't you always hot? And it's why like when, when Man's Not Hot came out, I was like, oh man, like this is like, I hear it all the time. Like, like literally if you walk around with a cagoule on all the time, like, aren't you hot? Like you always have a jacket on. And I was like, no, like, 
it's like the fashion that I love, you know? So it's like, you always like looking like Ian Brown or something like that, you know? And I was very like, I'm always like, I, I'm into terrace wear. And like, you know, I got the first, my first, before I ever went to London, this girl called uh, fact checking for a story in like 2003. And she was asking me about like liking shit. And I was like, you know, I collect Fred Perry, like vintage Fred Perry. And like, you know, like, I like this style of stuff. And she's like, oh, like you guys are like kind of like chavs. And I got it tattooed on my arm. It's, it's tattooed pretty big on my arm. And really? it's pretty funny because what, because when I went to, because I went to, um, she was from Gravesend. She grew up in the country. She was like, man, like you're a DJ, but you like rock music, but you also love garage music, but you also like, you. I love Burberry. Like, and she was like, man, you're like, you're kind of like a chav. And like, I was like, oh, like, and then there wasn't really like, Chav culture wasn't, it was 2003, 2004. It wasn't really like Chav culture the way, you know, and, and I went and I was like, man, it really, I, I saw what a Chav was. And I was like, man, like I really like identified with it. It was like a chat, like Eminem would be a Chav, you know, like, you know, like if you, <laughs> right. I mean, arguably, and like, we were, we were like, really like the way we grew up, it was really like, like that. And so I got chat, I had Chav t- tattooed on me. I'll never forget going to London and like DJing and people being like, what's that? What's that? Like, you know, like trying to look at my arm and I'm like, Oh no, like I'm covering it up. Like, you know, like it's funny, but it's just like, for me, like for me, the culture there, the culture there, like really like, I feel like for me, the culture of the UK for me, like I love the working class bit. Like, and I love the, like, it's a very, like, I feel a real brotherhood, you know, like even with like, even with the football, you know, like even people like not with, you know, with like people liking different teams and different squads like it's like all about brotherhood and it's all about like you know like um you know for me um for me i think that's what of uh, the music wasn't even about like for me it wasn't even about like it's just like you feel the like the like brotherhood of like of like making it, it through and this is like blue collar like kind of like thing yeah, yeah. you know it's funny you say that like i don't know i don't know if you've ever known uh vinnie caruana you know the movie life guy he was our last guest yeah yeah we're friends we're friends oh, we're okay. friends. yeah yeah we're well he, he was yeah talking, we're good he because he, he loves the uk and he was talking about english football for ages on the last podcast yeah no no we're York. we're good we're good friends we're good for we're good longtime friends from oh, nice, early nice. 2000s like yeah. like early vinnie and brandon and the whole squad like i've yeah, known yeah. for since since the beginning of the band and um you know, me, um, I think, I think for me, I just like, I really see, you know, um, I think a lot of, um, you know, it's funny because Australians are, are a lot like, like they have this thing they call the tall poppy thing. Like Australians like keep each other like in check. And I think, I think for the UK, it's very much like they like to celebrate the, like the, again, like rest in peace, Amy Winehouse, like people that like through the years that like have come through, I think like they like to celebrate the working person. I think that's what's so special about so many of the iconic people from England is that they're they're they they're like working people, you know. And I think um, I think again that's why architects for me is like is like the, the biggest uh, the most they're icons to me because like they're just like they're such like godlike when they are on stage, but then off stage they're just having a chat, you know, like and. Um, they're taking the piss on themselves and they're just like all the time for me. Like those guys are just like, I, I said, uh, what did I say to them? I was like, I was like seeing something like, um, man, I was talking about honey and bad sons being signed to epitaph with them. And I'm like, man, like I was sitting with, um, I was sitting with them and I'm like, man, 
so many good bands on Epitaph right now. And then like, yeah, and then there's us. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Like I'm saying like, you guys, like, you know, like so many good bands, but like, they're just always like, kind of like self-deprecating. And like, I love, I think I just like the UK so much because I just feel like, I, I mean, each, every place has got its, it's, it's, it's things, you know, every place has got its things and, you know, but I've always felt like, you know, um, I just felt like it's something about like the, the, you know, the working people, uh, having, um, having a brotherhood and a fellowship. And, you know, when you go, when you walk through, um, London after work, everyone's in those crammed in those little spaces outside of the pubs, having a, having a smoke, having a smoke with like a beer. And they're all like, all the girls are chatting and all the guys are chatting. And like, I just think it, you walk through the streets and like, you know, it's so, it's so, it's an interesting thing. Cause like, there's only like maybe a three foot space and they put these like, kind of like barristers with like planters, <laughs> you know, and like everyone's like crammed in and like, they might be having some like peas and mash and like having a drink and like having a cigarette outside and like watching a game or like talking about things. And like, you just walk through and you're like, it is a little bit like that in New York, but New York feels a little more international where London just feels like very much like a neighborhood. You're like, everybody here is like chatting about like their, like, like you can just, it's all like, feels like people that are in their home, you know? And like, I just have a massive respect and, um, and I really, the, the, the UK has always been really, really good to, to us, to, to the Madden family. And, um, and and we don't take it lightly and um and i think that like you know all of the bands from madden that come over there uh you know for water parks and chase atlantic and everybody like are so well received and you know i remember my brothers playing the mean fiddler my brothers playing the mean fiddler and calling me and being like we 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 were fucking miles away from each other and i remember being like what's it like guys what's (laughs) london like and they were like Man, we played this mean the barfly. They played the barfly. Yeah, they played man, I, man, I, I went, I, I went to the barfly show. I met them both that night. That was a, that was a fucking awesome show. It's still, still, it's crazy though I've, because. Hey, Josh, check this out. I'm looking at the set list from that show right now because I got it framed on my wall. I ripped it from the stage that night. So uh, that's so awesome, man. It's fact. like for me, for me, man. You know, and for me, um, for I have a set list as well, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just human, but, um. I'll tell you, man. Um, they finished for with me. I, I can say. Sorry. Yeah, Walter for a while. I yeah. I, uh, I I went I went for um I went for the sh- I was at I was at Brixton uh, a couple of years ago, and then I was back at Brixton um last year, and um and it's just this it's just the same though. Like everywhere they go, yeah. the guys get love, and it's just like it's cool because I feel like in London, like. You can go out like even when you go to like if you go what's that spot the gaucho or whatever it's called like even if you go to like certain bars like people are there like it's just a guy from a band like we could be you know whether it's like one of the guys from the horrors or like someone from oasis or like someone or like or like uh, you know alex from arctic monkeys like people are around just having a drink at their local bar you know like just at their pub and it's just like whoa like it's just the community vibe and i just think um for me, I, I, I'll always hold, um, I'll, I, you know, it's funny because you, you dream of certain places when you're young and you're from sure. some small town in the middle of nowhere. And then you go there and you're like, mm, it's not so great. Like I fucking, so I won't even say any towns, 
some places I've been and I'm like, oh, like this sucks. Like I don't want to go back. And then you go to, you go to London and you're like, it's a dream. Like if I, if Benjamin and Joel were like, yo, we're going to open up the London MDDN office, you and your wife and daughter should move there for five years. I'd be like, let's go. Like, yeah. let me get clearance from my wife. and I'll, I'll go yeah. live in London for yeah. five years. Like easy, 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 easy. I love it. I love it so much. Like, and I, I think like I'll go any chance I get. And I just like to you and like anyone that, you know, that's listening there or anywhere, like we're just super appreciative of, you know, and I think, you know, um, there's a festival coming up that um, bring me and architects and, um, you know, um, uh, sirens are playing that festival. Um, the festivals are so fucking amazing. Well, we, so we're good. actually going to um, water parks and anti-flagger over here next week for slam dunk festival. So we're, we're both well, going, dude, going, going to that next week. Yeah. When you see those bands, tell them you talk to me and <laughs> hug them and don't be <laughs> like all of our bands are so, all of our bands are so down to earth. It's it's the coolest thing to be in the studio and see water parks yeah, and nice. sirens. And I, I was literally in a studio one night and I was looking into the other studio and it was Chase Atlantic, water parks, anti-flag and sleeping with sirens listening to new music from one of those bands. And I was like, Ooh. man, this is like a magazine in real life, you know, like yeah. literally looking at these bands who are all – just congratulating each other and all, you know, like being a band is not easy. It's just not, it's like, none of them are complaining, you know, none of our bands are complaining. They have a great life, but it's just like, I, I appreciate everyone that's giving these bands love. And I really appreciate you guys for taking the time and um, giving the spotlight and, um, and anyone that we can help where we, we, anyone that we can help, we we're like, we're super, you know, we're here. Well, yeah, well, we want to thank you hugely for giving us your time as well man like uh of course man of course sorry nick were you going to say something yeah just obviously you're talking about you know a lot of those artists have got loads of stuff going on is there anything that the benjamin joel are working on at the moment music wise mm, i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know someone's keeping tight-lipped i don't know i don't know i don't know a lot of artists come in and out of here and a lot of artists yeah, like you know yeah. they're they're always in the room with a lot of people. Um, <laughs> I think making, I don't know if they're, I think, I think Vic Mensa was on with, um, I could say this Vic Mensa was on with, um, with Zane Lowe and he was talking about, um, talking about working with Travis and working with Joel. And so that, I mean, I don't know. I don't think the music is out, but like, there's like cool stuff like that going on. And then I think there's like, I think there's like different stuff going on, but um, yeah, I, I don't, there's, I'll tell you what, uh there's a lot of music being worked on from i think our whole roster that's a lot of it's not even being talked about yet because i think it's just like about they just talk about it when it's ready to go you know okay. so yeah i think i think that i think um i think it's really but the, i think all of the, all of our all of our team is really concentrated on making sure that like the experience for all these artists is, is like, I think it's cool. Like, again, like not to, I'm not like pumping it out, but like, I think when like the sirens record, when I heard this record and saw them working on the ideas, like these bands are getting to make the, the music that like, man, bands get on, you know, we're really fortunate because these labels that we're working with um, and the labels trust us, like, like we're changing the conversation of like hunting for a single, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's no hunting for a single going on in the studio ever, ever, none. So it's like, 
it's changing the way people make music when you it's like it's like it's like literally like hunting for a single is like literally like when your mom gives you a plate of food and there's five things on it and you're like okay well i'm gonna eat that one last or when i'm gonna eat like no it's not that it is not a plate of of separated food it's like it's literally making art it's literally coming in here and being like how do you feel today like what do you what what's the experience of going on in your life right now and some of it like this Cyrus record is really fucking hard and then the new chase record is different subject matter than what they've talked about before it's it's actually changed up a lot you know and it's like it's interesting because all these bands i think are making things that like for for you know i won't say for once but like None of them, no, no one's hunting for a single, and everyone's just making what they want to, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody's making what they want to make. Cool. Well, we'll keep your eyes to the ground with all that stuff, man. Stay, nice. stay in touch, and stay in, t- stay in touch, and I'll let you know as soon as I'm allowed to let you know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll hundred yeah, percent do that. Yeah, that that'd be much appreciated. Hey, hey, um, yeah. So we just want to thank you for your time, Josh, and uh, it's been Dude, an thank you guys, absolute pleasure. Okay, so that was Josh. Um, yeah, hope you all enjoyed that. Um, I guess it's really kind of really good to see see what they're doing at MDDN in terms of um, kind of outside of outside the mold of, of you know kind of a label and um, you know really kind of harnessing bands and artists and um, kind of ticking ticking all the boxes in terms of the, of, the, of their needs. Um, yeah yeah for sure and like just want to thank thank josh for giving us his time because you know they're they're super busy he doesn't need to be talking to you know some uk podcast and like he gave us a lot of time as well so so we definitely want to thank him for that yeah for sure cool well um yeah let's go and enjoy slam dunk and uh, yeah i guess go and and share and follow and like us across our social media channels Mm -hmm. Uh, that'd be really appreciated um and I guess we'll we'll see you next time. Okay. All right. Cheers, Goodbye, everyone. Chris. Bye. Cheers, Nick. Bye. Wait for you to arrive. And I can't wait for you to arrive.